Good evening, Ben. How are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm saying it through gritted teeth, like, <laughs> yes. Good evening. <laughs> Fucking again. Take two. Take two, Take yeah. Take two, yeah. Here we are. Yes, I'm all right, I'm all right actually. Um, yeah, Take Two. This is an episode that we attempted to record on Friday evening. On a Friday evening. And uh, I recorded the nine minutes before we actually started the episode. Sorry to reveal, you know, behind the camera. And then, yeah, the, the, other hour, the other hour that we spoke for, you did not record, <laughs> which you told me about the next day. Um, yeah. So now we're going wanna... to attempt to hit all of those points that we hit the other night. Well, no, no, that's not what we're going to do. No? Yes, okay. there'll be some repetition, but I think, okay. you know, it was a little bit... I've got a bit more idea of what we need to talk about. Plus, we, we've rambled on sometimes, so I bet there was a lot to cut on no. that. So this is... This is going to be better. It's going to be better than it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Version yeah. two. Yeah. Take two, yeah. This is yeah, what it sounds good. like when we've had practice. Yeah, a little bit. Well, God, right. Be- that's pressure mind. now. Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Had a decent yeah. weekend. Restful weekend and also productive as well. So, you know, how was yours? Um, yeah, I mean, fine. All right. Fine. Went to the pond shop. Went to the pond shop. Well, <laughs> went to the yeah, pond let's shop. Let's that now. Did some pond stuff. The pond yeah. Did some pond stuff. Uh, went to the toy shop. Bought some toys. Went to, oh, the, swim- yeah, yeah. Went to the swimming pool. Did some swimming. Okay. Toys, swimming pool. Oh, I'm gonna, what yeah. do I mean? Hear more about the uh, the pond and the toys. Oh, do, do you really? Yeah, later. Okay, pond toys. Definitely want to hear about the pond. That's some good dadding about that. Right. Okay. Yeah. But first. What first. sorry, yeah, what are we talking about today? Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the Labour Party again. Right, okay. So a year on from you said in our rehearsal episode that uh, that it's actually a year on since we did an episode about whether Labour were had enough policies or whether, you know, what are they going what's Keir going to do? Yes. You know, I think the criticism was was all you know that they they we know what they're in opposition to, but they're not defining themselves yet. I think we're a bit further along now, and um, they're just apparently their their slogan is their conference slogan is going to be uh, give Britain its future back, which like all political slogans is a bit lame, but it's kind of hopeful, bold sort of thing. I'm kind of hoping they return to a more optimistic turn, trying to you know say things are going to change. Okay. And uh, be a bit bolder, be a bit more positive, not conceding ground to the government all the time. That's what I'd like to see them doing more often, but sometimes I think they might be a bit overcautious. So Labour, risk, you know, are they taking a risk by being overcautious in the run-up to the election? Let's discuss that, Matt. OK, all right, sounds fine. Yeah, so, yep, I'm gonna stop yep. moving so much. I mean, yeah. you moving so much. Um, I mean, if people listen to this podcast with with headphones on, they will. They, they, I don't know. They must be very forgiving because the three years that we've been doing this podcast, um, 
is just full of background noises like you fucking around on your chair and <laughs> breathing heavily and um yeah if i start concentrating on something it's yeah i'll, I'll start breathing heavily yeah i had a problem I, I, now when i was working in a quieter office with a, you know the same people all the time uh in quiet periods sometimes i'd work get my earphones in but after a while I start breathing essentially like I had fallen asleep. <laughs> no, not full on snoring, but just that kind of relaxed, deep breathing. And then I just suddenly look up and the whole room would just be looking at me and laughing. And I'd just take my earphones out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's not a good sign, probably. No. Let's not dwell on that, though. Let's move on. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, so you think they're being a bit too cautious, generally, do you? Well, I just think, well, the problem is, so, yeah, there's going to be some mitigation to this because, you know, the problem is we're not in a great place as a country, so they can't just start promising the world and there's going to have to be a sort of realism. Their policy for a long time is to be to be cautious, and I sort of do get it. They can't just say, well, you know, everything's going to be great. It's not 2008 Obama coming in. It's not 1997. I mean, when uh, that sort of turn, it's not 1997 New Labour coming in with an economy that was on the up again. We're in a bit of a shit situation right now. The like the, the debt is high. Uh, the tax base is already quite high, but and, but so the, no one wants to admit that we probably need to raise taxes. And uh, you know, there's been there's no growth. We're just in a bit of a fucking shitty situation. So they do have to be realistic, but I think they're at the best when they're talking about going for growth and getting stuff done, like the way, when we discussed housing before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, God, I'm not really... I, do, I want them to win. We want this government out. I just It's such, just been some miserable fucking few years, isn't it? So you say that as a, as a Conservative voter, don't you? Well, <laughs> I, 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 floating voter, floating voter. I voted. I voted. I think I've only voted. <laughs> I only voted for the Conservatives in uh, two thousand and nineteen, because and it was just an act of protest in that I just couldn't stand Jeremy Corbyn. All my votes have been, well, not all two of my general election votes have been, you know, essentially. I just decided, you know, I had felt I had a reason to go and on principle vote because I've always been in really, really, really safe seats in Beverly. Yeah. Yeah, always conservative. And uh, the area Leeds was in was never going to flip over. And uh, in Barnsley, which is, yeah, they sell the socialist worker all over, all over the place. It's not flipping. So that was an act of protest. That was a, that was the same, you know, fuck off to Jeremy Corbyn, basically. And then in 2010, voted for Labour as well. Didn't vote for anyone in 2015 or 17. So... Yeah, floating my votes up for grabs, and I'm not going to give it to this shit show of the government. So, you know. Um, so you so you want them to win, um, but they're at the moment not being bold enough. But you think you know you're tempting. Well, talk about the you know there's been a there's been a government reset of of sort this week, and that Rishi Sunak's been trying to reset the uh, re, you know um, the turn, and it's just a list of things that you can't that we can't do. <laughs> So they've downgraded their net zero policies, can't do that. Uh, HS2 might not go to Houston, probably not going to build to Manchester. You know, and it's just, you know, they're, they're, we're in a situation where we're too poor to do anything. So they're just not going to do anything. It's pretty fucking, and he's got a track record of delaying everything, energy infrastructure, uh, transport infrastructure, 
um, failing to deliver planning reforms or getting things done with housing. That's his track record. So, he, and Keir Starmer, what did Keir Starmer call him? He called him the inaction man, which is quite a good line. Ooh, that's a good so line. Yeah. I think that was part of the thing that um, stung him a little bit and uh, sprung him into action to talk about all the things they couldn't do. But he, one thing they can do is not introduce all, all this list of weird list of policies they had, which they'd never mentioned before. Did you see that? Um, when we were talking about the net zero, we're not going to force you to share cars. You know, yeah, we're not going to force not, you, you know, to have seven to... bins or something. Yeah, it? just this list of yeah. It's just a, this is that. So that's where the level of the gov- government is at. It's pretty dismal. So I just, but I think too often the, the, the Labour concede ground as well. And uh, yeah, there's got to be yeah, there's got to be caution, realism, but there can be the the country is ready for change and it's ready to, for a change of tone as well and. Just you can't always just concede, sound the same as them, and just say, "Yeah, you're right, we can't do that." And I think they're much more likely to, you know, keep retain that poll lead and get a you know, barnstorming win next year if they start being a bit more positive. Mm. In uh, early 2022, uh, Keir Starmer was um, he was talking about how it's time for Britain to stand tall again, to believe in ourselves again, and to chart a new course. That's the kind of thing I want to hear from and. We want um, there, there are things they can do, you know. That, uh, like so, for example, one of the best examples of this is the the concede ground on welfare. There's no they said there's no money left, so we can't do the we can't reverse the two child policy on welfare. Yeah, right. So there's what's the two child <laughs> policy on welfare? So, the, so the, the the Tories introduced a two child cap on benefits, so that anyone with um, a larger family than than two kids. Uh, we'll have to go without support of child tax credit and universal credit. Mm. So the idea was um, that we're encouraging working age people to have children and not work, when we should be enabling working age people to work and have children. The idea was that the, the poorer people would then make a financial decision about children, you know, and like everyone else has to. Why should we have to pay? You know, and that was quite—I think it was quite a popular policy at the time because mm. of that sort of simple logic, but. The poorer people didn't stop having bigger families; they just became more poor, and it's the children that suffer in that. But then Labour said there's no money left, so we can't do anything about it. It costs about 1.2 billion. To say there's no money left is just bollocks economics for a start, and, and mm. that's the kind of thing where you think if if that's not what a Labour government can do, then what are they for? That's exactly what you, yeah. the, the, you know, to alleviate child poverty is exactly the kind of thing you need them to do. Or if it's not something they could do straight away, then they they can talk about that they can set forward how they're going to get the economy to grow, and then you know things like this, the, the kind of things they can do in the future, or, or you know what really what we need is like quite a significant economic growth, and some there's going to be some tax rises, and you know it, yeah, that's, um, I mean that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because it's it's the um, yeah, it's the, I think I, I get why Labour at the moment are trying to not engage in too much of this kind of you know the the to and fro of like the political discourse because a lot of it's kind of a bit unpredictable. Like so, the, the, there's mm, a thing yeah. at the moment where it's like suddenly we're like having this argument about like whether we should have climate change policies or be able to drive our cars and it's like sort of like weird kind of argument going like versus people who people who watch top gear um versus like <laughs> people who lay down in the street to and stop oil protests you know what i mean it's like mm. it's really weird kind of binary arguments that like well the conservatives seem to be trying to whip up with you know and like this the things with like the ulez stuff in in london yeah 
So I understand why Labour don't want to engage in those kinds of things and just kind of want to stand in yeah. the, on the sidelines and just be like the kind of the adult in the room. Um, yeah, but those kind of but, things. But yeah. there, there, there are certain certain like fundamental things which, yeah, they they could be more bold on, um, and things like so taxes, right? So like what you were saying about taxes, raising tax, taxes. raising taxes shouldn't just be this like horrible kind of thick political bomb that you don't go near you know it's like yeah. there should be space for education around paying more taxes and what you get in return and you know potentially paying more taxes might be, might be a good thing if it means better services and um, that takes the yeah that's another thing I want to see them come back and I would like to see uh, Keir Starmer do is trying to change people's minds and yeah, make an argument not doing any of that uh, that just no. doesn't seem to be a thing no no politicians seem to really do that much I think, but I think days. it's because it's like the, the tenuousness of the kind of the, the discourse or how it goes and not being able to predict it not being able to really predict yeah, what the kinds of things people are going to attach to and what things are going to get whipped up in a culture war. It's really difficult. There is a balance of risk. There's a risk to being overcautious. There's a risk to, be, to being too bold as well, <laughs> despite me just getting very excited about the idea of being, of being bold. But what I want, you, want to, you want them to promise to be a re- reforming government. And I guess the way, like you touched on them, in terms of raising taxes and things like that, and the hard you know, difficult period we might have to go through uh, is that, you know, there might be something they can then do later down the line when they've got the economy growing and, you know, when the tax bit take goes up. I mean, the Conservatives have done that, didn't they? They did that in 2010, saying, you know, things are going to be shit and then down the line we'll be able to invest back in the country, except that didn't turn out to be true because we took went through austerity and then we went through EU referendum and then COVID and, the, you know, the, the Tories didn't want to, you know, basically didn't want to, invest well interest rates were low so you know it never the good times never came after the bad times and uh so this here we are um but yeah the, the, but um but i suppose i saw the other day that um that the, the you know the the data uh what's the word our, our economy's not quite so bad as it as people have been saying isn't that true yeah, but didn't, it, didn't they like, I, I, get the graphs wrong or something? The graphs. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This last, is last three years or something. That's one interesting thing. Yeah, so the economy <laughs> is back to where it was few two years ago. It has, um, it has, because a big part of the political narrative for a while is that the economy is still smaller than it was before COVID. Turns out with the revised the stats and thought, oh, actually, sorry. We have actually recovered a bit quicker than we realised. Interesting how how that hasn't really had a positive effect on the polls or the narrative or the way anyone feels because we're still got cost of living crisis and inflation and mortgage rates and da 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 da. So yeah, actually, like actually it makes it worse in some ways because it's like why yeah, are, yeah. why are people so the economy is strong? Why are people feeling such a pinch then? Because that is a real thing that people are yeah, feeling. Yeah, cost it's of living strong, crisis is, is a real thing. It's not something that's just on a graph. It's no no growth. I mean that's I mean you can't pay for the services we need or you know we can't provide the services we need without economic growth so that's that's what labor need to to the drum they need to keep banging which some you know they have and i'm sure they will again and you are right that one of the strengths has been to just let the tory party basically drown and just watch them drowning and you know why 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 butt in too much but probably a year away maybe from a election so you'd expect that they, they, they will get a bit more proactive but um 
Yeah, it's not just things about the welfare things. There's a thing a hope to see them start getting bolder on things like go back to their housing policy as well. Get how they're going to get houses built. Um, and what about even tax reform, for example? Like, you know, I'm not going to get into because I'm no tax expert, but in everything I've read, everything you really read about a tax system is that it's just needlessly complicated and disincentivizes uh, uh, investment. The, you know, reform that council tax is a complete mess and really doesn't you know, in, in trenches inequality. It's not a fair deal for people on lower incomes. Build. Get a bit more, a bit more radical, a bit more, a bit more radicalism. They're going to. We want a reform in government. They can't go on as we are. So sometimes they do. They talk. That's how he talks. And you know, that's from the last conference. Or um, when yeah when they're announcing particular policies or, or just how are they going to do do things different things don't have to be like this now let's just shift the fucking dial a little bit more to like yeah boldness and a little bit of excitement and you know things can be things can be better we can get through the tough times yeah that's it yeah right. that's it I'm sold <laughs> well that's that then so what do you want to talk about some other shit then. Hopefully that's not just me going, be bold. Be bold. <laughs> bold. Bold, do stuff. The word bold over and over again. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit like that. It was fine. a bit. It's fine. Um, it's fine. Couldn't some of the me saying be bold over again. Probably I need to say that maybe once or twice. <laughs> um, what else is right, happening? Tell me about the pond. What has been going on with the pond? And what were you buying at the weekend with the pond? What's the prog- what? Pond. Yeah, pond report. Pond report. Pond report. Um... Uh, I don't know why they did that in like a Slipknot voice. Bond <laughs> report. That's very much a very much a thing. You know, you know, a bunch of young young kids. I'm so like old man Slipknot. Bond report. Um, yeah, he was, ra- uh, he was on the he was on radio the other day. Anyway, um, uh, pond, pond report. Pond report. Uh, so it's coming. It's coming on. I've done most of the uh, uh, rock work, stone work, now. I hadn't done it before. This weekend, I've, I've, like, I've, got, I've got a good... There's a good amount of stones in there now. Did you buy a particular bit of, the, you know, kind of stones from the... I the bought a range. Or? I bought a range of stones from different, nice. place, from different places. <laughs> <laughs> different sizes. I, I wanted to get a mix of, like, colours. So I've got, like, rainbow... Rainbow pebbles. Scottish rainbow pebbles. is just of different varying sizes. That's what I've gone for. Um, but I've, I, I mean, you know, it's my first go at pond building. It's my first go at anything landscapey. So, you know, I've made mistakes and I'm very aware if yeah. I did, an, uh, did another pond, I know what I would do. But as, for anybody listening who might be venturing into this for the first time, don't do any like steep drops in your pond because <laughs> then trying to like cover it all up with rocks, you end up with like steep, steep cliffs that you can't put rocks on obviously so then you're left mm. with like black bits um, any other mistakes uh on mistakes uh, the rest of it's looking all right. maybe i went a bit deep i think because I've, I've always been caught between am i doing a pond that i could put fish in or am i just doing what's called a wildlife pond which is basically just a little bit of water that wildlife might get attracted to but you're not going to put fish in it so you yeah. don't need to do like a, a pump and all that kind of stuff that you'd need for a fish pond, and it needs to be quite deep. I got caught in between both of them, so I've basically dug something that's nearly big enough for fish, 
I mean, Ooh, it, probably, prob- it probably is right. big enough for small fish. Um, right. But, um... But again, not putting any fish in it. But I haven't got the... It's not... Yeah, I haven't got the pump situation and all that kind yeah, of stuff. I was going to ask you, no mechanism in there yet? No I mean, mechanism. Pump or fountain or anything? No, no. no, no. And, well, and that's the thing. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'll put a pump in, but then then towards the end of the endeavour, I've realised wildlife ponds is better not to have a pump in. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, because it's... Because yeah. you kind of want it to Wanting turn frogs and boggy stuff. and... Yeah. Right, right. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Mm, so what, what? why did you decide... And when and why did you Why not, to? is what I say to you, Ben. Okay, why, yeah, why fair not? enough. Why not? I like the digging aspect. Is very yeah, I know you appealing. like the digging aspect, yeah. Mm, well, that's good exercise as well, isn't it? And then it's the, it's the exercise, and it gives you that sort of dad focus when you're like, well, you've just, we'll do that for several hours. Yeah, it means well, I don't have to engage in what's happening <laughs> with my family for, for a while. Yeah. I've got like a reasonable excuse. Daddy's improving something outside. Yeah, for all of our benefits, not just because he's decided it's a thing he wants to do. Yeah, and uh, well, being a very impractical man in, in most aspects, I, I enjoy any time where I do something that's like a... Yeah, yeah, it's, novel, it's novel, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. like that as well. I'm, just, I'm totally impractical. And like I do it, I just get blisters all over my hands because I've got soft keyboard womanly hands. Yeah, not um, proper man. One of the great things I enjoyed doing once in the last house was when... Uh, I think it was, no, the sink was blocked. Sink was blocked. And, um, you know, we were trying to mess around with the bloody pipe and the U-bend and nothing would work. And then it was like, oh, we tried to, you know, block it with, you know, stuff, plunger and the stuff yeah. you pour down there, all that, nothing working. We're going to have to call someone out. And I'm like, call someone out, it's a bloody unblock, but it's probably just blocked somewhere. Then I realised that, you know, where the pipe, the pipe went outside, I was able to get on the roof. There's nothing quite like getting on the roof. There's a bit, there's a bit of a flat pack. And you're right up there, people go past say, Whoa, what are you doing on the roof? And I just fix in the pipes with it, you know. Yeah. Great. Hopefully, and hopefully fixing the pipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there was lots of concern in the family. <laughs> but I did manage to get the pipe up and then unblocked it and those horrible shit came out. Not actual shit, it was a sink, not the toilet. Here's to add, just stuff. And yeah, that was very satisfying. I mean, it was that just, sounds I, very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't done a lot, but it was just getting on the roof, being up there, making a, a bit of a you know meal of the whole thing. I mean, I don't mean like it, I found it difficult, but just take my time. Yeah. Enjoying the the roof view. Yeah. And anyone passing by going, "What are you on the roof for?" I mean, I did have a neighbour, and yeah, you know, you know, chatting from him from the roof, talking oh, about you know roof stuff, nice, nice. why you're on the roof. All that stuff, oh, and yeah, uh, just fixing the pipe. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed that. It was almost as much as when I, um, you know, put a roof on the shed. Uh, that turned out to not be a great job, but while I was doing it, it was very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Nailing down felt on the old roof. Um, oh, wow, wow. It did come apart a little bit when there was some strong winds. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I've learned on the materials. Not the not my. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the pond. So with the with the pond as well as like you know, there's a, just like a design element, there's a creative element to it as well. I've put a little like bamboo, little like I guess if you're like a gnome, if you're like a, a gnome, it would be like a normal size fence to you. Mm. But you're not <laughs> you're not a gnome, so it's like um, it's probably about a foot tall the fence, and it's like little bits of bamboo across the edge of the, and it looks nice, it's a nice feature. And, and to do that, I had to buy two strips of these things 
rip them apart and connect them together to make it look like one. You know, it's just Excellent. good. So it's a, you know, yeah, that's a like, where did you buy that? Level like, yeah. levels to it. It's not just physical level, it's a creative thing here. And, and yeah, just, yeah, I enjoyed it. B&Q, I bought that from. And it was in, oh, was, excellent. It was that's in, the best. on, in sale as well, so. I bought a sledgehammer from B&Q recently. Oh, I haven't earned it. Yes, yes, um, I bought a sledgehammer recently. I had uh, <laughs> stuff from moving, even though I moved in October, for a long period of that time, I didn't have a car until, uh, I can't remember now, June. Uh, so the stuff like that I'd discarded after moving, like, you know, set of drawers here, I got a new desk, stuff like that. It was all just out there, like, in horrible, like, you know, tip in, the, in my garden. So, yeah, and some of it needed smashing up. So I thought, well, yes. I'm going to have to buy a sledgehammer. I've got no choice. <laughs> Here we go. Going down the sledgehammer. I also bought a, a sledgehammer, you know, like the big metal end on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. Good, very Come good. on, lads. We've got to go to B&Q, pick a sledgehammer. Yeah. Come with Daddy. Yeah, my and, son yeah. was very excited. He was like, can I, oh, yeah, can were... I have an axe? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were looking at the, um, what do you call them? Uh, yeah, pitchforks and axes mm. and the bloody friggin' type. What's the tool they use to, you know, crack rocks or whatever? He's gone. Crack rocks. Crack rocks. Ah, uh, you know, the pointy fucking thing. Crowbar? Yeah. I bought a crowbar. Yeah. Oh, there was also crowbars as well, and they were really into them. that. Yeah, big crowbar. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. What did you buy a crowbar yeah. for? Just Not really just sure. Think of it. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> Katie was like, I think you should get a crowbar as well. I was like, all right, okay. But no, I don't need telling twice. I very nearly did. Very nearly did. I love going down all those aisles and just be like, yeah, can you imagine if I knew I could use. If yeah. I could use it was this useful. Drill. I was ripping nails out of some sleepers that were in the garden. Nice. But um, didn't really need a crowbar for that, I don't think. But no, but. It felt, if, felt good. Yeah. If you need to jimmy anything, though. You <laughs> <laughs> haven't got a crowbar, in here, so. Yeah. That's yeah. a. That's a, a great weekend stuff. Yeah. For all your gym, um, jimmying needs. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, went to the tip with this stuff for the first time in a year as well. I love a good tip run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always lads always want to come to that as well, but they're not allowed to get out. One time I had him, um, George, come out and, you know, have a little bit of a wonder about showing him all the bins and stuff, <laughs> which we're <laughs> both into for some reason. Or you go to the scrap and go, look at all the fridges, you know, the container with the fridges and ovens it's, an, it's an exciting place to be I remember going to the tip as a kid and yeah when my dad used to go and just going along and you know like going up the steps and just like the feed the sense because everything's just massive to you at that age isn't it yeah, yeah. and like the sensation of like being up the top of the steps and it being quite far down into this massive void yeah um, but it's, it's not exciting. allowed to get out of the car it's health and safety gone mad I tell you should be chucking shards of metal into other, you know, into big containers full of scrap metal and throwing wood about. Yeah. Um, anything yeah. else you want to talk about? Breaking news today was that I know the UK are a lot about this. Is the um, the writers' strike in America is they've, they've, um, they've struck a deal today? Yeah, yeah. 
for the well, they haven't signed or anything, but they've come to like an agreement, I think, on terms, which of course you care a lot about. But it's interesting, right? So I don't think we've talked about this yet. But um, no, so obviously no. writers are striking in America, and they've been striking for quite a long time. And then since they started, the actors have then got involved, and in the, the kind of actors' union in America and Hollywood have got involved, right? Why the fuck would we be talking about this? It's just yeah, we're not ir- irrelevant. But this isn't Hollywood, Matt. I am here to tell you that it's not irrelevant, and it's interesting the the um, the the discourse, right? So the the like, the way that this is covered in our news talks about this as something that's like an American problem, mm. and there's something that's happening over there, and it means you might not get to see your films and as as soon as you might have wanted. You know, you you want your little Marvel films and things, and you might not be getting them as soon as you wanted to. But it's not just mm. that because the thing is, they make all of their films in this country. Mm-hmm. So what right. that means is for actors and writers when they go on strike, that means our industry. Because all of the people they hire... Here in the UK... Here in the UK, our industry goes, goes kaput completely. Mm. And I obviously know this because my, my wife works in the film and TV industry. And, ah, and she, right. she, is, yes. she is now like out of work and she has been for months. And it's like... Um, we don't really pay any credit. It's, 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 I find it bizarre. It's like, because um, for the, and, you know, the, have started to be articles about it recently about the experience of people like, you know, people, cameramen and lighting people and um, makeup artists. And it has just been about production actors. designers and all these they kinds of people. And they, they're, they're like stuck in this kind of limbo. And it's like people mm. are comparing it to like lockdown during covid and yeah. it's like uncertainty but it's not like lockdown because basically the government has washed, washed its hands of these people and doesn't give a shit right, about yeah. them and not, yeah. and the press doesn't give a shit about them either and there is no coverage next to no coverage and it's 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 just interesting like we open our doors and we say like you know we give all these tax benefits and you know people the americans come here to make their films because not only the tax benefits but because of the skill sets that we have in our industry here mm-hmm. and we're it's all just completely tits up at the moment all these people just, don't give a fuck no so support really yeah. fuck no support it's just because the discussion really ranges from you know actors and writers and uh, the only people like at the sort of lower level are sticking up to are, are the like jobbing actors well, who aren't big stars yeah, writers, the point they're not talking strikes, about yeah. But yeah obviously yeah so it's pointless track but yeah we're not talking about the rather significant knock-on effects on all the other jobs and people supporting that industry yeah and for us in the UK yeah. that's us that's our our yeah industry. and then, then the aspect of not it's like our industry some far away Hollywood industry that is our that's our industry most it's, most of the people working on these films are working in this country and they are from this country it's um it's, it's yeah it's interesting yeah I honestly as well uh, probably when we first talk, were talking about that I probably I don't think I'd immediately thought, oh, then I guess Kate is not working. And I know what she does. Yeah, because it's just like, it's just something you read in the paper about actors and writers. Of course, I mean, you know, it's just giving any thought. Uh, and, yeah, the fact that it's our industry, it's, it's strange that, that, that it's talked to, like, we talk about it like an entirely American thing, distant and just about actors and writers. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that to attention, Matt. Oh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Good point. No, it's an interesting point. No, you do get that sometimes when you, you know, you're the one being affected. Yeah, it's weird to go months without working. 
But and no, and no end in sight. Well, <laughs> and uh, no end in sight as well. That's the thing, isn't it? You don't know when these. And actually, with the actor strike, there it's quite um, combative. There's not really like there's not really yes. much kind of diplomacy going on. It's all very just like we want this, and the studios are like, no, fuck that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah. Like I say, the writers have come to an agreement, but um, the actors' um, demands are a bit more. Seem, they seem mm. like they're quite far away from each other. It's expanding to AI and all, all of the stuff in their yeah, contracts. Which as well. I get. I mean, I get a lot of it to be honest. Um, but yeah, they don't. They, they, yeah, well, let's, let's not go into it. <laughs> yeah. Shall we? <laughs> shall we? Shall we wrap things up? Yes. Right. Um, although I will do, and uh, you know, uh, we will say one thing that I'd like to thank I'd like to thank Todd who contacted the podcast through our email oh we've had some correspondence have we yeah our email is hello at unravelpod.co.uk that's hello at unravelpod.co.uk anyone we we always encourage readers to to write in we do it very often but I would like to hear if anyone's uh, you know made a pond or has any pond advice or any Mm -hmm. pond chat of their own that'd be good no one will like after the fact I'd be fucked off if they're giving me really good advice and I'm like most of the way through it now and it's irreversible well it sounds to me like you're definitely going to dig a pond somewhere whether it's New Garden or someone else's garden I don't think you're going to be able to stop I need a second go so, um, yeah, if I fill it in and start again, or is there, is there any room for that, more puns? That would be insane. <laughs> 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 so, Todd, thank you for uh, writing in. He just said, he wrote and said, I uh, wanted to reach out and let you know about our new dog harness. It's really easy Ooh. to put on and take off in just two seconds, and it's personalised for each dog. Plus, we offer a lifetime warranty, so you can be sure your pet is always safe and stylish. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Oh. Anyone else wants... You know, dis- discounted prices. That's like good. That's good. I mean, what, where has he got that idea from that we're interested? It's interesting. In yeah, is he listening? Does he know about the dog chat before we've even had the? Uh, yeah, oh no, cause... that was not on the podcast. We were talking earlier about. Before... <laughs> we were talking off air. Off, off about air. dogs <laughs> offline yeah. about you possibly Today, getting a dog. Yeah, so that's useful actually. So maybe, maybe you know, maybe we could have we could have talked about dogs. At some have point. we had some like S and M chat at some point? That might have I forget anything. which conversations are not recorded that we have. We probably talked about dogs at some point. But Tegan said, "Is are you?" Dog, is your dog's nails getting too long? Hmm. Not great. Uh, if you're tired of going, is to the your dog's room, nails get too yeah, long? Come on, Tegan. Fuck's sake. We want some basic literacy. <laughs> if you're gonna listen to this, podcast. is your dog's nails get too long? If you're tired of going to the vet or groomer to get them trimmed, why not you try Paw Safer? With Paw Safer, you can trim your dog's nails from the, from the comfort of your own home. Can't you just do that with fucking nail clippers? I don't want to, you know, I haven't seen the product yet. Again, when did we talk about dogs? I mean, these people, it's nice, really considerate of these people to write in. I'm glad for the engagement, but... um... This one, I mean, maybe this this one was from uh, Clarissa in the summer. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe the time's passed for this now. Get the world's greatest magic sand-free beach mat. I've always wanted a sand-free beach mat. How's it it sand-free? Watch sand, dirt and dust disappear right before your eyes. It's perfect for beach, picnic, camping, or hiking. So, yeah, great. And act so now and like receive a, a special discount from our magic mat. So like uh, a click on that link and to my details. Don't know, there's no picture. Um, which is Maybe you should put in all your bank details and then we can find out. Yeah, well, I reckon so, because I we're going to get a discount. I mean, there is, honestly, there's... There's quite a flood, you could say, of uh, messages like that offering oh, us discounts. That's nice. So, yeah, we can't get, you know, a sponsor, but we can get discounted 
beach mats. It's good to have the engagement. I feel like, you know, it's that interaction is really what we do the podcast for. Yeah. Although I did get some interaction. By the way, we also have a... Uh, the, our podcast is hosted on Substack, where yeah. you can subscribe to get it directly to your inbox, Great Unraveling on Substack. We'll also be writing. I have written one thing so far, but well, there will good. be more. Um, and um, I enjoyed your one thing. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, check that out. Um, we did have some correspondence. Someone said uh, they'd commit in the future to paying us for this content. And it was uh, uh, someone who's actually one well, of the most people who's engaged the most, a um, guy called Alex Dennis. Um, and he said he would pledge a monthly fee. Should I ever, should we ever decide to charge? And said it's uh, got to be better than hearing you talk. So that was nice. Oh, all of his correspondence is a little bit cunty, but he does listen to the podcast and he gave us a good review. So fair enough. Oh, thanks, fair Alex. Enough. <laughs> and fuck you too. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. Anything else? Thank you for uh, listening. We need a few more of Alex Dennis's in the world, don't we? Yeah, we do, yeah. But uh, then we could maybe refine the uh, product and I could write more and then maybe it would be uh, something worth committing to. Yeah. Um, I've written one thing. This I do, I'm going to want to write a few things per month. I'm just getting into that flow. So then don't do this again. Don't do this again. <laughs> Oh my god! I did, I, no, I did write. Do you several not hear after. yourself? Hey, do you not, hey, do you I, not hear I, yourself? So you text me, it's like, yeah, right, we're gonna be like on point this time. I want to get it, to make it snappy. It's like, <laughs> mate, did you not hear? Do you not see yourself writing the same shit every fucking <laughs> month for fucking three years, um, and well, nothing it, ever changes? Yeah, I think it's got oh better sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, not, through, in, not through like intention though it's just just hey, so it was, so happens it's like keep throwing th- throwing it at the wall eventually they'll get a come good on one. this is don't slag off the podcast I'm not slagging off the podcast the podcast's fine I'm just saying you know that your, your proclamations <laughs> of like new intent are uh, often if you think I'm not going very, to very misplaced you, if you're not going to send me more, anyway I've written several things this, the, in the last month not Great. just on the substance where's the evidence don't. The evidence is on the... You're not going to read it. I've written several articles. It's just not all on Substack. What was the Anyway. Yeah, okay. Boring stuff. Agree to disagree. Politics. Politics. Agree to disagree. Uh, right. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more. More of this. More of this, maybe. Likely. Yeah, this. This sort of thing. Likely. Talking about stuff. Bye. Bye.